Welcome to the Perusia podcast, inviting expert guest speakers each week to discuss their own faith journey as well as a different aspect of the Catholic faith every Wednesday morning at 8am live on The Voice of Charity. Good morning and welcome to another Perusia podcast. My name is Matthew Herman Tague. So the first thing you'll notice is that I'm not Shabal Raish. I am the events coordinator and social media manager for Perusia. And apparently another role that's fallen into my lap is podcast host. And the reason I'm here today instead of Shabal is that Shabal Raish and Christine, his wife, are expecting baby number eight. And so they are well and truly on standby. Uh, We've gone past the due date, so it's any time now. So Shabal is looking after his wife, as is his his duty. And uh, here am I filling in. So uh, let's uh, let's get started. Uh, As many of you know, um, Perusia has just started what we call Support Your Priest Sunday a campaign that we're going to run every single year. It consists of a a novena leading up to the feast of uh, St. John Vianney. And uh, the Sunday closest to that feast day is what we call Support Your Priest Sunday, where we invite people to not only pray for their priests, uh, but also look after them in some way. And that could be with a, a gift or a lunch or even just a coffee. Uh, and so for today's Perusia podcast, we thought, well, how better than to support our priesthood than to talk to a priest and find out all about priesthood. And so it is uh, with great pleasure that I introduce to you Father John Cady. Father, how are you? Hi, Matthew. Hi, listeners. Very good. Thank you for the opportunity. I will thank uh, Shabal Raj because originally he spoke to, spoke to me um, and invited me to the show. Or podcast, let's say, and and thank our viewers also. I hope everyone's been keeping safe, like everyone's um, uh, real time. This era of mm. uh, expression of caring for others. So um, yeah, Matthew, what do you want from me? <laughs> Well, first, I should uh, we should find out where you are. I myself am at home down in Nara, about two and a half hours south of Sydney. And where are you speaking to us from, Father? Um, Mount Druitt, the LGA of Blackdown, where everyone knows now we are under lockdown. Speak lockdown. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I'm in home ba- oh, Australia home base, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, the Lebanese Maronite Missionaries uh, Monastery. Uh, Close to St. John the Beloved and the Voice of Charity, home based or studio in, Indeed, very, very close, in fact, kind of uh, an adjoining property, is that correct? Uh, stone throw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Away. And, and yeah. you have a magnificent uh, church there. I've been up to the Voice of Charity many times, I've mm-hmm. seen the church. I've. I've even prayed um, morning prayer from the Liturgy of the Hours in that church. It has great acoustics, by the way. So, Thank um, you. Well Thank done you. to the community on that one. But tell us more about the, the monastery. Uh, it's close by. It's close by. Um, it was finally, it's been now two years. 
established and opened and consecrated if you want if you want inaugurated use all the words you want mm -hmm. um, um, so it took a while to build not too much it was not bad a lot of contribution a lot of support community support and we find because we're we're so much so much living out of a um, handbag as you would say or traveler's bag until that moment finally we got something official and permanent god willing so established to um, up the road from saint john the beloved or our backyard you would say is very well connected indeed this beautiful beautiful um, um, forest i would say protected uh, land mm. yeah we feel like we bought that with the with the property awesome <laughs> like a, yeah that's it's fantastic it's a nice and yeah it does contribute we have the solitude even though we're in the middle of everything so we mm. that it captures that it's beautiful it's ideal for a religious life mm -hmm. yes it is and, and you've already mentioned uh, that you're missionaries. So what is the order you belong to, Father? The Congregation of the Lebanese Maronite Missionaries. Um, I would say nicknamed uh, Kramist or mm -hmm. Kramiye, which is actually, if you want to go to the origin of the word, it's in Arabic. Mm -hmm. It means, um, you know how uh, a normal-sized book, what would, you, what would you call an ordinary book, Okay, you, when it's a little book, you call it booklet. Yes. Yeah, or well, you know how you say a vine, it's big. Yeah. A little vine, you call, uh, that's what you call kremi. Uh, karam is a vine, kremi or is a little vine. Really? So on our land in home base, which is the picture behind the back set, yeah. so, or the backdrop, um, that is our home base in Lebanon, Middle East. Okay. So that's called, we have a vineyard, a little vineyard right around it. On really? The land. Yeah, so everyone used to identify us from that vineyard. Right. As missionaries. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So that, that, that's what you'd, uh, you'd call the order's uh, mother house, is that correct? Yes, that's mother house, yeah. Uh, it, and and it, that's, that, that's where we launch from and yeah. that's where we end up uh, resting in. Wonderful. Now you because, yeah. The burial in the Middle East is still pretty much in monasteries and whatever. It's uh, it's on the land of where your home base is usually. I see. Not and so our um, so our listeners can uh, can Google that. Where exactly in Lebanon is it? In Rusta or Batha, Rusta Batha, which is above the the very famous Our Lady of Lebanon right. mountain up there above Juni. Juni is uh, the stronghold of the Christians, mm -hmm. not Christians to be exact, and up, up, up on the cliff, about, say, 800 metres, you have Our Lady of Lebanon, um, Roro, uh, the very famous Our Lady of Lebanon. Everyone knows her. And everywhere mm -hmm. we go in Lebanon, we establish our link there or representation of that location. Mm -hmm. It's worldwide known, and yeah, we're we're about uh, a few kilometers, about two kilometers away from that area up there in the Middle East. Okay, and so you've mentioned being a missionary, you've mentioned being a traveler. 
I am picking up an, an accent there, Father. So I'm guessing you're not originally from Australia. Are you from oh, Lebanon? An accent. Okay, very good. Mm, well, put it this way, I was about four years old. Yeah. And we travelled here. Um, let's say, I'm, I'm about to reveal my age here, like you. Uh, I think we're probably on the same <laughs> dial. I'd say we're fairly close, yes. Yeah, you might, you might say. Or maybe not. Let's see. We arrived, we migrated in 1967. Right. Australia, my, our family, my family. So, yeah, okay. I was around, yeah, around four years old, four or five years yep. old. Um, so, yeah, if there is an accent because of the, the how, how would they say your first language, it's called what you, mm. your mother language is, what you speak at home. Mm -hmm. Pretty much Arabic. We used to call it Lebanese until I had more information about this. Yes. <laughs> Arabic is Arabic. <laughs> Instead of saying I, I speak Australian, I speak English, yes. for example. Uh, yes. That. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, my own father's uh, Scottish and uh, uh -huh. both of my grandparents uh, um, brought the family out in um, uh, probably around a, a similar time, late 50s, early 60s. And um, my grandfather was from Glasgow, so he had oh. that rough guttural <laughs> sort of what accent. What happened to it? <laughs> right? And my grandmother had, was from Campbelltoon, so she had that West Coast or sing-song type accent, and they never oh. lost their accents. But, of course, it had an effect on me uh, mm. growing up, being around them a lot. So uh, oh. I, I have this kind of confused accent because I also then went and lived in the UK for three years. So uh, I'm one, oh. of those, one of those strange Australians who actually enunciates his words. Uh, if, you see, if you feel, well, you hear an accent on my behalf, because yep. I, love, I love mimicking too. So yeah. if I'm speaking to someone, I automatically start to tune into how they express things too. Yeah, a little, it's a little gift. I, I find it, it is a gift. Tends, it tends to come with a musical ear, uh, uh, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So when I speak Arabic, I actually mm -hmm. I really delve in and I, I put on that um, front, if you want to call it that, okay. a full-on Lebanese front. <laughs> I think it came with the fact that I have this gift of uh, tuning in or tapping into the cultural uh, mindset. Yeah. And that, that's what I think one of the things that uh, incorporates discovering how they speak and how they use words, pronouns, mm. et cetera, et cetera, even poetry, yep. uh, which is the richness of any, any society. Uh, yeah, amen. Uh, in, in art and language, yeah, and literature. So yeah. I think that helps. It, it helps me, yeah. If, I wanna, if you want to talk Aussie, here we go. If you want to, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> You can do that accent. I grew as well. up, yeah. I grew up in, yeah, I grew up in um, Maryland's West. Okay. Uh, started off at Guildford, Maryland's West. Went to Patrician Brothers Granville. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Then I, in my working days, I we shifted or moved to Greystains, the famous, beautiful Greystains, which I miss badly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's they, they're the places, and this is this is going back like in eighties, seventies, eighties. Like a while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you were baptized Maronite Catholic. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, was that in uh, Lebanon? Was that I was baptized in Lebanon. Yes, eh? Was that an infant baptism? 
Yes, yes. I'm, a, I'm yeah. A, yeah, a born Catholic, if you want to call it that. Yep. Cradle, cradle yes. Catholic, without the other connotations. Of course. Because <laughs> after the awakening. Yeah, yep. We'll, we'll come to that sooner or later, oh, I suppose. I, I, I can feel I, that I, you're heading that way. I don't know how. I, I think that's I think that's where we're at we're at now. So you you've you've clearly been born into a Catholic family, but mm-hmm. as as with uh, most, there's there's always a point in one's journey where um, the faith is kind of Catholic light. You know, it's it's a cultural thing, but uh, for many of us, there's a point where suddenly the lightning strikes and suddenly and something happens and we start to take our faith seriously. Could you tell mm-hmm. us? about that moment for you, Father? That moment of waking up to my faith. Um, it is, well, I'll put it this way. It wasn't an easy ride. Ah. Ah, no. Um, being born into an Oriental Catholic, Mar- Maronite, Middle Eastern, um, was, of course, like every religion or faith, it's uh, culturally grounded because Culture is a vessel, actually, in itself. How it carries into the with tradition, with the way we do things, and the 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 plantation of the church of the Orient, of the Oriental background, etc., or any other culture, or Byzantine, or whatever. It's that planting the way they um, um, plant the seed, and through. Um, like Old Testament, like now, till now, the Jews, how they, um, they um, somehow give formation to their children and they just mm-hmm. recite, 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 mm-hmm. all the quotes, etc. That That continuation, what happens, it, it, it inevitably plants a seed that waiting to sprout. But it needs the, the conditions and the environment for that sprout. And yes. this is the thing... Where mine was, it was actually, it was a strange thing. I think I can see it in many saints where you encounter bad, evil, uh, difficulties, hardship. Um, This is what happened to me, even though I thought I was like, my environment is what it is, Lebanese, Middle Eastern. You you get reminded every time when you go to school and when you you change setting, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so without further say, so in that in itself wasn't a big issue for me. Mm. I knew how to sort of handle myself and, and how to sort of also refer and communicate on all levels. It didn't worry me whatsoever. Mm. But the thing is, going, we were going to a Latin um, uh, church or Australian Catholic church, which was down the road, Maryland's Road, uh, St. Margaret Mary's, mm-hmm. if anyone knows that place. That's where I was going with my parents. And I was, yeah, I, I, all I knew was that mass in itself, the, the, the Australian mass, the Latin original mass, or mm-hmm. origin of origin, yes. translated and probably tweaked, let's add. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. that was my setting. And even at school, when I went to Patrician Brothers itself, because I was in the public primary school first in Maryland's West, mm-hmm. then moved to, uh, like I said, St. Patrician Brothers. And the Holy Trinity Church was our church for that school. Um, and from that, that's all I knew. I, mm. had, I was never exposed to or went to 
a Maronite mass before at that table, or wasn't aware of it, let's add, because it didn't stand out, whatever it is. I don't know what it was, maybe. My parents never drove. They didn't have a car. So mm -hmm. maybe that's probably one of the main reasons. It's, it's that when I started to drive, I started to go to work and earn a bit. And then I used to take them every Sunday mm -hmm. until the moment. Yeah, then I was in the workforce around that time, trying to make ends meet or trying to make a future for myself. I had a few things until I was confronted by someone in a, it's called Altoro's Pizza Parlor. Really? On the Western Highway before the M4. We never heard of M4 at that time. Mm -hmm. It was it was mentioned, I think it was established from Blacktown up to the to Penrith. That that part of the M4 at that time. Yeah. Never the all traffic used to go through the Western Highway and, and they used to pass on the El Toros. And I'd work there on the weekends. Until this guy that lived that the my employer. He questioned mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Ready for it? He questioned me. Um, do you believe there's a God? Nice. That in itself, in a work for in a workspace and whatever you just he threw, he confronted me with it. I started to think. Now actually, actually he asked me about Jesus. Mm. He actually asked me about Jesus. He was specific. He asked me, Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Um, I had no idea who he was, what he is in that sense, his background. All I know is my employer. Um, I said to him, uh, I was stunned. Mm -hmm. Don't get confused, anyone. I was stunned and I said, um, Jesus. Um, I came to my senses. I said, no. Um, no, I didn't wow. say no about that, but I said, I, I believe that God, that God definitely exists. That Jesus, Bible, written, written by humans, that's exactly what I assimilated. I wanted to be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. It has a part of it. I didn't want to sort of, uh, yeah, uh, sell everything else. Or sure. I said, I'm not sure. I'll get mm -hmm. back to you on that. Okay. But as far as I know, I believe truly God exists. Why I, say, I said that, and I, um, with confidence, it's not just that I'm just saying it from the top of my head and this is like a, a common thing with everyone just like a cradle Catholic receives. Mm -hmm. I said, because I had an encounter, I had an original encounter first. And one clear, beautiful night, starry night, I would add. It's a bit hard. It's, it's very rare to get that in, the, in uh, out west. Yes, in western in, Sydney. In Guildford. <laughs> say Guildford. And okay. I have a cousin's house. See, cousins, we use the word cousins every like a two uh, bro and what have you because of the fact of the cultural setting here. And mm -hmm. actually, by the way, even with, I, I found out, this is just on the side. Yep. Um, of the books, um, I found out that most of the Christians, Maronite, Byzantine, et cetera, et cetera, they use the word bro, something from the Middle East, uh, not from uh, America, um, um, uh, the black wives mentality mm -hmm. <laughs> that they use the word bro, they exchange with bro mate, like where you would use mate here. Yes. Um, but the, the, the Muslim uh, home uh, communities, I would say, they use Habib. I Habib. noticed that it's interesting because, yeah, but I use both because 
Habibma is, is from the word, original word of may or uh, love. What would you use? You'd use the word love. Aigan love. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. something like that. That's uh, what so, yeah. But anyway, yeah. let's go back to this. Yes. I back to my encounter with my Lord on a starry night. I went to my cousin's house. They weren't. No one was home. I had access to the back. I went to the balcony, laid, you know, rested, and I just gazed. Mm. And that that day, I think, or that week, we were we went through um, uh, science, astronomy, to be exact. Wow! And we were told, informed, that our sun isn't the biggest star. Mm. And they gave us distinction, like uh, something that would distinguish what's, what's the hottest stars. It would be a blue, et cetera, et cetera. And they're massive. And the light traveled so many years and years to reach here. over the, and, I, and at that moment, I actually was reflecting mm. on science, reflecting how big those stars could be. Then all that, all in that same moment, I saw how small I was. Awesome. And there and there, mm. yes. And actually my heart, you see, you know, the connection and the harmony between mind, spirit, yep. and the physical, the, the psychological, all together at once, it was one. And, awesome. and I, my heart signed and sealed that mm-hmm. fact, and I took it, yeah, I took it to be so true. That's and awesome. that was that's why I answered him with confidence, and I, uh, that gentleman, my employee. Okay, employee. so so because of that experience, you were able to say, "Yes, I believe in a God," but at that point, Jesus was still a sticking point for you. Yes. So, how did that change? How did that change me? Well, like every um, uh, challenge or curiosity, put it that way. Yeah, you know, remember we lost. We lost grace by uh, abusing our curiosity. So uh, self-fulfillment without God, I would add, the first the book of Genesis, the beginning. Remember in the beginning? So my beginning to discover Jesus was after that question, mm. after that challenge, I would call it. I read the Bible. I, I begged, I, I'd ask all our listeners and viewers who read the Bible from cover to cover. Uh, over a question, a challenge. Mm. I read it cover from cover to cover twice. Wow. At my pace, great. in my comfort zone, on my bed, laying down. Mm. So that on that on that um uh from that day forward I took the my book my Bible off the shelf. Actually I, I took my sister's Bible that we used to <laughs> we received from the Catholic schools. Yep. <laughs> The revised version. Uh, it has it had the cover, the hard, the cover it has it has a picture of portraying the resurrection, I think, or something like that. All right. Does she still hold a grudge? Um I don't that think, theft? I think she's jealous now, not a grudge. All right. <laughs> I t- I put it to use. <laughs> you did indeed. <laughs> um yeah, in my pursuit to understand the Bible, to pursue who this Jesus is, mm. literally. Simply because of that gentleman, um, he was an Armenian Palestinian, actually. Right. Yeah, um, Gary, 
to be exact. And nevertheless, I should give him some sort of credit, even though mm-hmm. I found out he was not up to any good. Um, so on that on that note, I started to read the Bible from cover to cover. I started to take it literal at the mm-hmm. beginning. It's normal. Um, um, and I, when I see it happening, it's normal. I never get sort of encountered by people taking things literal um, because I was there. And in, mm. our, in my journey, when I started reading, and I'm very reflective. I only found out like a, about five years ago that there's a, um, my method, mythology of uh, reflection, there's apparently it's been formed and it's a discipline to the um, Augustinians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I would reflect and I would see myself, picture myself, imagine myself in each character of the event or storyline, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so as I would be reading, reflecting, first I would be looking at, uh, say, Noah and what, why, what happened, and move on to Moses, except, uh, sorry, Abraham. Uh, this, is, this is like, this is like gold, the mm-hmm. Abraham story. They're moving on, uh, receiving the Ten Commandments, then further and further, and until the fullness of time. Mm-hmm. Then, John the Beloved. Um, my name originally isn't John. Right. And my name is Father John, but my full yes. name is Father John Elias. Elias and Katie is the surname. John Elias is my first name. Um, yeah, because my original name is Elias. And I didn't want to, yeah, because I wanted to carry my parents' contribution with me. In my journey of consecration, I left the name Elias in, in tribute to my parents because they, uh, yeah, I'll come to that sooner okay. or later. <laughs> I, believe, I wonder if, uh, I better ask Jesse, do we have enough time? <laughs> We've still got just over 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as I was reading and reflecting, um, I got to say, John the Beloved, uh, uh, take or mm-hmm. contribution on or his reflections, his life, his connection with Jesus mm-hmm. it was intriguing. He's very polemic. There was always a fight between dark and light, etc. Um, and rightfully so, the intro, the prologue is wild, is very catchy. I sing it every night, not seeing or close enough to reflect on it mm-hmm. every night. It's um, to me, it's become my motto, my. Uh, my uh, thanking for thanking John, the beloved, for help ushering me in deep to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I realized in between the apostles why he was named beloved is the mm-hmm. fact that he was very receptive mm-hmm. to God's prompting, the Holy Spirit's promptings in his life. His, 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 he was, he ha- he was um, Jesus entered his life at the time when he was very dependent on his parents. He was young, they would say. And usually the young are still dependent and trusting, regardless of the contradictions that parents may portray Mm. or give or do uh, or perpetrate or purport. Yes. (laughs) So so regardless, they're still trusting. You know what I mean? And and Jesus entered his life and that that dependency, that state of not being sort of suspicious and what have you and doubting, he was natural. He naturally it, um, shifted his dependency to Jesus, and therefore, 
that is a highway of grace. Mm. Highway of grace, being dependent on God and being heart and mind. So as I was always reflecting, mm. this is where I, I encountered the Lord, especially in the passage of where Jesus was arrested and he was being inter interrogated and um, how would you call it? In front of Pilate. He stands before Pilate. Yeah. And before that, I even reflected on the fact that he willfully, because he had, he had all the power not to be arrested, mm. how he willfully, this like took me over. Like I was like, who could do that? These are the questions I was always asking myself. Yeah. Who can do that? And he stands before Pilate. After he's demonstrating that he has power over him, mm -hmm. to determine his freedom or his persecution or his sentence to death, which is ironic because later on he washes his hands. Mm. And that, me reflecting on that, that movement, if you want to call it that, this is where my mind and heart all opened up and submitted. Yeah, um, I couldn't deny here, this is like beyond. Um, wow. I, can, I could so usually people before death, <clears throat> you're either crazy or you're divine because mm -hmm. you can keep your cool. This yep. is the thing where my psychology, which was very basic at the time, I, I concluded he is like, wow. And for mm -hmm. him to claim, and you can't claim, you can't ask people to, they're, they're the, the little, the little signs for me that sort of helped me come to a conclusion. Yeah. And there and then, actually, my Lord appeared to me. Wow. I, my naked eye couldn't see him. My yes. naked ear didn't hear him, but I was able, I knew he was there and I, I heard him clearly as. <clears throat> so I, I don't know how you're going to explain that, but I can't explain it better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I do understand. All those years, it's in my, it's my, this is my, this is, a, I woke up my, yeah. my encounter in the Bible and thereafter. Yeah. And so and it's, it's those, uh, it's the, the falling of the scales from the eyes, isn't it? Yeah. And you want to know what he asked me? What he spoke yeah, to me? please. <laughs> um, what he asked all the apostles. Really? When he went, when he, when he shocked them, when he looked for them. Come follow me. Follow me. First, he asked me, do you, he, it was a question. It was posted mm. as a question. Mm. I knew I had to answer. Mm -hmm. This is where I came. I, I, I was in this. I was, the feeling I had in his presence is, is like, wow, I wish I wish it and I dream it often. Mm. If, I can, if I can feel it again. Yep. Because we are grounded in flesh. We are very physical in many ways. Mm. When we're spirited flesh, and it's it keeps it keeps uh, keeps me anxious mm -hmm. because it also ignites a parousia in itself. Yes, but never, never, nevertheless, I came to my I was not came to my senses. I came to myself to the point mm -hmm. where I'm inquiring. Am I need to give an answer here? And what dawned, what came to me, uh, a flood of information. I wasn't able to so articulate too much except the fact that I'm going to suffer if I was to follow him. Yeah. That was a, 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 a clear, clear, clear message. 
And my, my, I was disheartened for a second, but my Lebanese head, mind, pride, mm-hmm. follow what you want, my spirit, I, I gathered my senses. I pulled, I pulled my act together. Yep. I want to call it that. And I turned around back to him. My Lord, my God. Um, and I said, I asked, this is what still I don't, I don't have no idea because I wasn't that good in Arabic. Uh, all we, all the, the only Arabic I knew, I've never read, I didn't write. Um, all I was, all you, yeah, the house chores, when mums and that ask you to do this and do that, that kind of language. That's all I knew. That's the, my grandma, my <laughs> pronouns were very limited. Right. I answered in formal Arabic, and this is me. For me, I'm just still bewildered as much as anyone could. I said to him, Naam, because Mm -hmm. a a quick normal yes. um, What would be a formal yes in English, in in the old English? (laughs) Oh, I I don't know. Affirmative? affirmative. Uh, Yes, affirmative. (laughs) Yes, forsooth, I agree. (laughs) Yes, yeah. I answered him, nah. Mm. Yes. Mm. And then he disappeared. He went. And wow. I, and, I, and I lost, I can feel, I felt that, that what I was feeling, I felt it just leaving. I felt mm. that good feeling leaving me. Wow. Why? And 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 at this at this moment in this this experience, um, was was this question to to follow him by taking your faith more seriously or was priesthood encapsulated in that question at that time no not at that time okay no 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 it's like i found it strange itself but i was more i was god i was there i was more uh god receptive this is i think john john at work in my life now yeah saint john his contribution in my journey Mm. um i was yeah and the funny thing is the first time, when I first time I read the Bible from cover to cover before this encounter, mm-hmm. is I would very, very literal in my reading and everything. After my encounter, I was having access to answers, yeah. the, the being able to distinguish also, which was disciplined later at uni at the CIS in Stratfield. Yep. I was more my, my, my tools so it was practical for practical Catholic thinking. Um, my tools to organize and to help my philosophy be more um, articulated and informed, yep. to communicate rationally my faith, um, mm-hmm. was formed more. So what happens when I started to read the Bible again, I was actually able to actually get delve into and receive the truths, the spiritual, the, the analogies, Mm-hmm. Uh, historical, mm-hmm. okay, and the gift of what God has gifted humanity to psychology. It's also like psychology. Yep. In also being able to, um, to, for example, for example, this psychology is the quickest quickest way to achieve or to to get to know our Lord from the narrative from the Scripture is. Focusing or homing on the attitude, hmm. his attitude towards <clears throat> towards others, hmm. <coughs> and how 
he went, he, Jesus also, everything he was doing, he attributed to his father. Yeah, wow. He always had a reference. Yeah. He never referenced himself. If he yeah. does reference himself, he says, even though my judgment is just. Mm. And he still kept saying it's, my, it's for his father. Yeah, awesome. He was going about his father's will. So all that, I was able to, yeah, through those tools, all that. Now I was actually having access. I was actually, I felt more at peace. In being instead of having some anxiety and the fearfulness of the events. Yep. Yeah. And even so, the 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 moral, the even I was able to understand the difference between the moral, the morality, I would say, mm. of the old testament of the people on a personal level. Because yep. yeah, I didn't it doesn't take away the plan of salvation that was always the theme and everything coming through. But also, I was like more person-centered. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that 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 inst- that style of contemplation. Yeah. Yes, wow. With psychology, yeah, it gave me access a lot. Awesome. And and you you mentioned uh, too that uh, you became uh, very open to the idea of of suffering, and, and suffering willingly for Christ, because of course we don't get the resurrection without the crucifixion, do we, Father? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, the thing is, I've, I even discovered later, it's, God did not create us because that is also a problematic question about God wills us to suffer. Mm. No, apparently, no, of course not. God is definitely mm. loved. If that was the case, then poor John the Beloved. Indeed. He missed out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Mary, for that matter. Yeah, suffering, she suffered because living God's love the divine love on earth, the mm. Lord's love on earth, a broken world is mm. a broken world. Love aches hard. Mm. But you're dealing with <clears throat> naiveness, dealing with many things that aren't understanding. That's why Jesus was not naive. That's why he was able to see. That's why he's easy. it's from his heart he forgave because he can see. Mm. And that's why he, taught, he invited us to love our enemies Meaning, if I can't love my enemies, even though mm. what they did is hundred percent and red-handed, proven, mm. how to how are you gonna? The justice says this. Yeah, yeah. How to love, and that was the thing. Yeah. Mm. So the Lord, knowing the Lord, uh, come in is it's not about suffering in itself. Suffering is mm. a, is considered is comes across, it's our heart. Yeah. How much we're attached to this world brings it on. No yeah. one realizes it, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Any questions on that note? Because the, the reality is of, um, that, that's a big topic in itself. I think. Oh, there's, there's, there's so, so many questions on that topic. We might have to get together another time just <laughs> to discuss that topic. But uh, I, I really do want to hear about uh, when you were called to priesthood and, and how it came about that you decided to, um, to, to sacrifice, to sacrifice uh, many uh, worldly goods for what many would call a higher calling. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, as I just introduced a little bit just now, just a second ago, in my um, understanding of uh, suffering and that, God mm-hmm. does not will us to suffer. Mm-hmm. But it's a, uh, it just the medicine is more poison, more more harsh than the 
mm. and the corruption or the medicine or doesn't the, always the ailment, taste good or the yeah. ailment. Yeah. Yes, that's all it is. That's actually a beautiful nutshell answer for that. But yeah. in the in my um, journey, you see, I became very receptive, and from learning from the Lord and <clears throat> my imitation of Christ, because <coughs> excuse me, my imitation of Christ, because this is the thing where as my second round of the Bible, and then I just started to focus on the New Testament, then mm-hmm. that's then and then I was informed, inspired to become, to work on my imitation of Christ because I realized where I was, where I should be, that comparison thing in light of Jesus and his attitude towards others and, how, and his teachings and the loving. I became an interior person. I became mm-hmm. a very interior person. I was very receptive and I, that, um, dependency and knowing being with God inevitably it's Alpha Omega is mm-hmm. the first and he is the last and we all he was waiting for is my yes and in that yes I started the journey I was always open so whatever door God opens for me mm-hmm. I would never shut it mm-hmm. so on that note by that time I was in the work field works, uh, I was working and what have you? And I started to go to mass because apparently beforehand, before my encounter, I actually stopped going to church, like a right. very bad Maronite. And um, yeah, and so on, the, on that note, when I started going back, I was wearing. I started to um, humiliate myself from um, to humble myself. I was mm-hmm. working on that pride actor to become humble. I saw how much how it's crept up, crept up on me. This is in light of the gospel of my Lord, my journey with my Lord. So the key thing here is to focus that what I got from that, I had to imitate Christ. And this actually now I preach it in a, in a more structural manner in a sense where that, what comes with baptism is a personal uh, calling, vocation mm-hmm. to be Christ-like. And you read the Bible and you do your checklist. Mm-hmm. And this is your personal thing where you start to grow up to be Christ-like. What's the use? <clears throat> you're smart and talented and whatever you, and you're not Christ-like. So, mm. so that is the foundation of everything. I was actually questioned about that in, when I was a brother. Because being a missionary, you, you take vows like monks, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And in that, <clears throat> um, I was challenged with the question, what if you leave? What if they have a fallout, etc.? It's happened with others, with others in the history, etc. I said, I'll still do what I'm doing now. That's why mm-hmm. I'm bringing this up, you see. Mm-hmm. I'll still do what I'm doing now. What? what do you, you can't be a priest anymore. I said to him, no, this is not the foundational life of mine. My foundational mm-hmm. life is the imitating Christ. I'll still do that no matter what I am. Look at St. Mary of the Cross. Yeah. If she was uh, ostracized for what you want, mm. and she still did what she she was imitating Christ. Yeah, um, that was the foundation, and she still had the mindset of a consecration. It's all there, not like Martin Luther. He he threw that out. He threw it all out. Yeah. So that's why I beg to differ on that note because you start you stay imitating Christ, and the fact that you believed in priesthood, and and you still have the mindset of priesthood, even if you're ostracized, even if you're that you're called up on something, etc. So in my journey, I was listening to him. I started focusing and I'd walk in. I'd, now I started, I'd, become, I'd become a new person. 
I actually literally, I started to read and look and talk in light of with this framework. Mm. This is it. This is the foundation. This is everyone that's viewing, watching, listening. I hope if they take anything from my gibberish, mm. take that, this beautiful me- message. Mm. And even if my accent puts you off. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, any questions on that note before? Oh, yeah. You know, when I was doing that, I started going to the church and someone invited me. To, there was a spiritual um, group in Our Lady of Lebanon because that was my parish in Harris Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I'd go there. So that's it. My, my, um, my, besides my, my home where I was brought up, my, other, my, uh, my spiritual home like Jesus literally mm-hmm. put to everyone, made it very clear to everyone, to the Pharisees, to the scribes, to everybody, that his, his father's house was the place of worship, place of etc. Mm-hmm. the temple. So that was my spiritual home. And mm-hmm. I was like religiously going. Yeah, of course, of okay. course. And, and of course, experiencing the Maronite right by this stage, yes? Now, yeah, there was a shift from yeah. that. Yeah, and so that one, I was introduced. I was going every day, actually. Yeah. I started to go every day. Um, where I am, my, my disciples are, so all mm-hmm. that, because I had my encounter with the Eucharist itself the Lord himself in the Eucharist. Um, we'll come to that in a minute. Actually, no, we'll come to that now because that's before my vacation. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, because apparently I was, I was dedicated and I was so devoted to the rosary. I was praying rosary in my room. I had a shrine in my room. It still is. When I became a priest, my mum, God bless her soul, um, she added more icon, my pictures and icons on my, <laughs> my, in my shrine, in my bedroom. <laughs> My display that beautiful um, display, and I'd be um, religiously <laughs> praying the rosary every day, and and from that, I asked Mary, my mum, our spiritual mother, the spiritual mother of the church, the mother of Jesus of Nazareth. That's mm-hmm. historical. See the difference. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I asked her to lead me, take me by my hand, and lead me to her son. I don't. I don't know. I keep also that very moment how I was so connected with her mm-hmm. that at that stage, and still I was questioning. I want, I want, I want the, a uh, a clear black and white cut connection. Yeah. No, um, um, no interference. I want to know. I want him. I want because yeah. And um, one day I was in, in the, at the church. Uh, it was a daily mass. And we, they, they were celebrating the daily masses at the back altar. There was a back altar to the main in Our Lady of Lebanon. It used to face the sacristy. Um, there and then I went, had my communion and went on the side in front of the font, the spiritual font, mm-hmm. baptismal font. Mm-hmm. And I, I knelt. I reflected before I um, consumed my Lord. There and then, the Eucharist, I felt warm in my mouth. It stood, wow. stood not laid, stood mm-hmm. in the top of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I felt warmth in um, that moment there and then. And this is the, the awakening, if you can call it that, to the yep. next level, the physical yeah. awakening. 
Um, there and then, that's why I, I always now push the notion that different, there's a higher level also to faith. And I say, because everyone does have faith, that's why they go to church. There is a faith. There's, mm-hmm. The awakening part is you start living in the knowing, which is faith, mm-hmm. and then there's knowing. When you walk into the church, you're not going and letting the, the, the environment, the coziness, or if it's noisy, deter you not from knowing that the Lord is there. This is the thing, I, this becomes a full-on knowing, yeah. not just faith. There's, yeah. a, there's a level that I invite, I challenge anyone, even Shabda Resh on this, <laughs> to, to ask for it from our Lord. It is wow. Yeah. And from then I moved on. I started, the next door that opened up to me after the journey, cut a long story short, I mean, if it wasn't long enough as it is, <laughs> There's a spiritual group called MAM, the Marian Apostolic Movement. It's not Maronite by foundation. It is actually, uh, I think, Roman Catholic. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so the Mar- the from there, I, someone invited me to that uh, a night session, if you want to call that a meeting or catch up. And apparently it's very spiritual by, by nature, even the events and, and its prime, prime tool to help people wake up or to empower people is actually life testimonies, life, 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 life testimonies. They're wow. Yeah. They're genuine, especially the genuine, you, you pick them, you pick them and they, they touch you. Yes. And yeah, that helped a lot. So I started going, I knew God opened this up for me, opened, so I, that became a, a, an environment for me, which I found out, when I found out later also, harvested, um, fostered uh, vocations mm-hmm. on all levels, not necessarily priesthood or cons- but even marriage. So mm-hmm. that was where I, I started to get some sort of um, more formation, if you want to call it that, or empowered more. And I started to be to contribute also to the life of the church. One of the precepts, apparently, I found out later. I was mm. doing them before before the, having the precepts. Apparently, the precepts were just guides. They're really guides. Where mm. normally, as someone whose faith is awake, they normally they normally do. They're supposed to do them. Yeah, you see, just naturally attracted to. Yeah, them. because yeah. yeah, you start to contribute to the life of the church because you're believing that much that the Lord is there. And so, what happens? Yeah. There's this little. There's this connected dot thing where yes. if where I am, my disciples are, if, you, if you, you're believing the Lord is the Eucharist, so therefore even the walls that, that um, in, uh, hold mm. the Lord, he's actually holding the walls. Yep. You, you, know, you start to think differently. Yep. You know what I mean? As people get scared that the, the Eucharist is about to fall, but he's holding him. See, like, mm. like the Ark of the Covenant when David, King David conquered and brought peace to the he came back with our covenant looking forward to, to build a tent to prepare for the temple, in mm-hmm. preparation for the temple. And someone comes up, they thought the ark is about to fall. They went up to hold it, mm-hmm. thinking they're holding God up, so to yep. speak. So, and that apparently, because that's why you start to understand, you see. Mm. There's a shift of vision. There, yes. There's a shift. And, and the vocation, my vocation there and then, I still wasn't clear for me I was going to be a priest right. at all. Okay. And it's later on, yeah, things happen. I went to a Bible study in St. Chabelle, and there was voca- two vocations there, which I think vocations contribute a lot 
to ignite other candles, if you want mm-hmm. locational candles, and and be going to attending to that. Um, apparently, they left, but I stayed. <laughs> right. Interesting. They were deacons. They were deacons. Two deacons. Really? Wow. They were translating for a priest. I don't want to use the casual word. A priest that came from who was fresh from Lebanon. Yep. Fresh from Lebanon. He was given Bible studies. I just knew very weak. I yeah. knew enough Arabic then. I don't know why. I still yeah. don't understand how my Arabic was so quickly developed. I he started translating, and I started translating for the translator a little, a little bit. But then, then actually, yeah, it was really, really good. And my vacation, I said to myself, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. One of the nights in my, as I was journeying and I was getting some sort of formation from the spiritual groups, etc., and Bible yep. discussions, I prayed. I discovered this is where my time came. I was right. I was on the fork of my life. I knew there and then that marriage is sacred, and when you put aside your corruption, your things that you discovered that corrupt us, yep. put them aside and look at it objectively. Look at it for what it's naturally, naturally, literally God-given, created for. So, yep. I said to my Lord, which is no, I, you know me more than I know myself. Which is mm. best for me to rep- for to serve you, considering yeah. my my talent, gifts, call it what you want, or my yeah. frailty and my weaknesses, call it what you want, which is, and I slept Yeah. after praying for this from my heart. Yep. What do you want to know? <laughs> well, I, I, obviously uh, you went all the way, Father. You, you, you were Wrong. ordained. Went, ordained no? God, God had a sense of humor. Oh, really? Yeah, the next day someone made a pass at me and she, I thought that was the answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, funny, I'm telling you, Edison's yeah, a humor. I'm telling you, this is like unbelievable. So um, you, you yeah, went through my, a period. My story is unbelievable, really. Because right. I think God opened it. I thought he, I, I thought there was a challenge here. Um, yeah. Because the thing is, I, I yeah, I said I went with it. I went with mm-hmm. it, and I started, we started to talk and everything. Full on, we're on the same page in in, in regards to faith. Um, uh, the marriage cleansiness, if you want the purity, it's a proper context, mm-hmm. all that. And we were working genuine. We asked yep. for a hand in marriage. And so all of a sudden, mm. I asked for a hand in, we asked, I got like the traditional Lebanese. I had to, I had to actually dig that up, what they consider right. as a Lebanese cultural thing, because yep. I was very, very Western-minded. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, take parents over to her parents because her, her parents are very much... Uh, Still, the accent, that is, as you portrayed or said, mm-hmm. that your parents, they had that all and the way they do it. And the, and yeah. this, and the how would you call it? The, 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 yeah, the, the what's it called? I lost it. All, all the, the, the negative parts of cultures, too. They have it yeah, all in there. It's all mixed and yeah. cocktail stuff. But nevertheless, we asked for a hand in marriage. Her dad was happy. Her mom mm-hmm. passed away a while back. Um, mm-hmm. Good. Then we worked towards uh, being stable and steady and getting to know each other. Fort, mm-hmm. Forting it's good. Right. So nevertheless, guess what happened? Then I had someone refuse from the family. Really? One of the, yeah, one of the siblings. I see. He became, he became very yeah, deviant. Yep. Uh, yeah, he started to... Then, then there, there was a threat. 
full on threat. Interesting. The funny thing is, I, I, to cut a long story short, let's not go there. What I did. Yes, after, because the rosary needs to start. <laughs> my, my siblings on the uh, next lives next door, and what I did, hmm. I, because I knew God answered my question, my prayer, and this is what He wants. So I think there's just obstacles, and my faith is being tested, hmm. etc., etc. I started to hang around next door, mm-hmm. and from there, hang around, hang around. I said, "No way, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll stick, and I'll no matter how long it takes, and, and unless." Unless she gets married and she's before the altar and gets mm-hmm. married, that's the only time I'm, I'm sure. See, I'm starting to relate mm-hmm. ecclesial and God's yeah. presence in the ecclesial and the sacrament. I start yeah. to realize I'm aware, aware of it now yeah. by that time. That's why I said <clears throat> then I was waiting to, to see which is my calling. So wow. I went with this. Then she gets married sooner later. It was interesting. But yeah. then that's it. Then I That's start it. to question, why did I go through this? I, yeah, because of the evil, apparently, that I got encountered by getting, to, yeah, while we were getting to know her. And there was, I mean, evil. I mean, really evil. Yeah. Not okay. just superstition. It's not, it's actually bad. Yeah, wow. Sorcery and whatever. Anyway, nevertheless, then my vocation, someone came from overseas, Hannah Juan, is a hermit now. He came from overseas. Mm-hmm. He was given a Bible studies at St. Chabelle's overnight. <clears throat> Even though it was in Arabic, he simplified it and he did, he did it he did it in poetically. And right. me, I was introduced to Lebanese poetry earlier, a while back with my dad. My dad loves it. I kept questioning what is he saying, what he's saying. That's how I, 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 got, I discovered how analogy works. Right. Uh, because there's heaps of it in poetry. So nevertheless, <clears throat> this particular priest and... Um, I would say saintly in many ways, a lot of virtues you can see. He loved St. John the Beloved. Johanna means, Johanna means, Johanna means John. And yeah. yeah, he opened up for me the book of Revelation and there and then that's like, wow. I love said, the book of Revelation. He said, Perusia, Perusia, why is everyone scared? If you're yeah. doing everything you're meant to be, if you're imitating Christ, you're working on yourself and you yeah. have this connection, encounter, yeah, the bride is waiting. Yeah, amen. For that amen. encounter, and from that, wow! I wanted the. I came out. I spoke to him. I feel I have a vocation, and he told me, "Come, come tomorrow." It looks like everyone's mm-hmm. all, all lights are out, so to speak. Come mm-hmm. tomorrow. I went the next day. the The place was empty. the The monastery is the same in Punchbowl. That yeah. was my original place att- approach. Right. I never heard of missionaries before. There, <laughs> that's when yeah. That's when he, I went there. The place echoed. I even end up in the, the boss's, uh, the superior's office. Mm-hmm. No one was there. I turned back. I walked back. I said, what's happening? There's no one there. So another challenge. And I left. The next day, I hear the calling, uh, uh, saying that missionaries took over uh, looking after Our Lady of Lebanon because there was a fallout and there was a week yeah. shut down, etc. That was like, wow, for nights. Um <clears throat> And we're not going to, we're not going to delve into that. And then yep. I asked you, this priest is there was so authenticity in his natural because I like I said to you, I, I focus on psychology and what have you, mm-hmm. and body language, etc. And I saw in this person, he's like he's full on genuine. He felt weak, frail. You can see frailty there because he was nervous, mm-hmm. and he knew he's now take looking after a parish, one of the biggest parishes in in the disparia where and coming out of conflict too mm. and that 
that in itself, that kind of that witnessing for me, I said to him, who are they? Who is he? I never heard of him. <clears throat> he said, they told me, oh, he's a Kramer, Kramer or Kramist. Mm-hmm. I said, what's that? He says, a missionary. What do you mean missionary? Mm-hmm. I said, they said, I oh, like a, um, how, how would you compare them? Because um, all I knew is either a parish priest or monk. Yeah. I didn't want to be a parish priest, but I didn't want to be too administrative. Yeah. Um, so I, I was actually enticed by Saint Chardot's life anyway when I was still young, when I was young with the black and white TVs. That's how far back. Yeah, wow. Uh, him praying, he's standing, he's kneeling there before a, a cross, or it felt like you're before a blank watching paint dry. Yep. You know, that kind of feeling. <laughs> you, you, you haven't encountered God, and so therefore this is how you process it. Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, I then there a question. They told me they're missionaries. They're like Jesuits. Jesuits are like the the the, the Pope's black the black army, and we are yep. the patriarchs' black army. So Love therefore, <clears throat> yeah, we were born uh, the, the 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 in the cradle of uh, Hostel, as I said, where that we have the image in that area there, mm-hmm. um, mid Australia, mid Lebanon, <laughs> mid yeah. Lebanon, uh, coast on the coast, about on the hill. Um, what happens is we were born to fight uh, Protestantism, if you want to call it that. Okay. Yeah, because all, all our villages, that, or they were approaching villages where they're not informed, they're not educated, our mums and taters and jutbuz, as they say in Arabic. Yep. Um, and, yeah, they were winning, winning a lot of them over by being person-centred approach yep. and showing really personal care over the people. So it wins a lot of people because being community-minded, that works a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were, we were born, yeah, then the patriarch at the time, with the bishop known now for the, the birth of the Karamists or the congregation of the Lebanese, Lebanese minor missionaries, Apostolo, because mm-hmm. I'm really trying to, really, I'm trying to speak fast because of the time... Yes. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no other reason, trust me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yohanna, Father, our Bishop Yohanna, Emirate Bishop, Archbishop, mm-hmm. Yohanna Habib. Yohanna Habib is uh, John the Beloved. Yeah. <laughs> translation. So, yeah. He, yeah, then the concept of with Father Estefan being the first superior for Anacolda. So, he, yeah, that's when the missionaries are born. I said to myself, but I actually wanted to be, become a monk. Then I started to reflect on the mis- possibly missionaries. And by reflecting on possibly missionaries, I said, this is like, I never thought about that. Then, yeah. then I, I was inspired and a thought came to my mind saying to me, why are you coming to me? Because I was still wanted to, I was still um, influenced by St. Chardel, you see. Right. And to yeah. override that wasn't easy. Um, <laughs> then I got the understanding. This is in my heart from my Lord. Why are you coming to me by yourself? Mm. And it dawned on me when missionaries like my parents, and that's when I encountered, I, I went there for the novice, just for them to get to know me and me get to know them, mm. to drink, as I would say, the spirituality of the missionaries. Yeah, so... That's when I, yeah, then what really, really, really ignited me and wow is there is a way because we're faith-filled and there's, as you know, there's 
grottoes all over Lebanon for Our Lady, for all the saints, except in villages, in strongholds, Christianity everywhere. So what we do as missionaries in uh, winter season, we plan, we target locations, villages, okay, or LGAs yes. of particular suburbs or, or particular, town, particular towns, and we call the bishop. And, he, and as soon as he knows the Kramers are coming over, he's over, head over heels, he calls all these parish priests. Really? They put everything aside. Hand everything, hand the keys to the missionaries. Yep. Uh, and all you do is take care of the sick. <laughs> uh, wow. That's all awesome. we do. We go there, we go to the ground. We actually par- partner with the, the missionary sisters. They look after our lady of Lebanon, not our lady, our, the, holy, the holy family school in Harris Park that is mm. adjacent to our lady of Lebanon. Uh, mm. uh, uh, parish. Or a church, uh, yeah. co-cathedral. Um, the, the, yeah, what well, we do, we plan together for these yeah. onslaughts, yeah, okay. mission, 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 right. empowering right. people, villages. So, and so to answer that original um, charism that we possess, or it possesses us, let us add. I see, I see. And so, so yeah, then we, yeah, we do that. We go down the ground. We knock doors. Yep. Now, they know we're not um, <laughs> Jehovah's. They know mm-hmm. who we are because we already told them beforehand. We knock doors and we start to tell them yeah, that we give them the 10-day plan. Mm-hmm. And what we do, we, we give them formation. The young, the youth, which is older, the teens, would I, I'd add, the teens, the youth, and the adults, mass every day, Bible studies, open and uh, Bible studies at night. What we do with the youth we hype them up and we prepare them to mm-hmm. meet in the center, the youth center, or what do you call it, the sports center, all mm. together with all the surrounding LGAs. And what we do, we go through these challenges, spiritual or social, together, yeah, all awesome. together, mingled. It's, it's wow. You should and, see. And, and so you are you are getting heavily involved in this this missionary work, and obviously the community as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it clearly had a very positive effect on you. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we have missions all over the world, and and um, this is the thing. It's it's hard because mm. especially the older you are, it's harder for you to learn language. I've been in Argentina. I had to learn like when I was in, uh, <laughs> I was in fifties in the fifties learning Spanish. Yeah, wow. and a half for me. Then <laughs> obviously didn't stay there too long. A year and a half. Yep. I did my maths within a month in Spanish. Wow. Wow. I even picked up on the accent of the, the location. Yeah, so our location, we have a, that's what, I think that's the oldest mission outside of Lebanon. Really? So what we do, right. one of the things, your commitments is following the Maronites in particular. At least you got a home, charity begins at home. So I think because of our layback Catholic or cradle Catholic mentality mindset, we find that to be a big problem. It's, it's mm-hmm. actually a big problem. And yep. everyone from the point of baptism, for example, that's the only time that the only time they come in church is either get married or carried carried to the tomb. Yeah. And so they journey through there. So and they, and they so go much. back. Yeah. And and because they neglect that original calling, and hmm. they find they found they found all their um, life changing decisions based on good intentions, ill informed, hmm. uninformed good intentions. And that's yeah. why they go for diaspora. And they, they question why 
that happens to them mm-hmm. because this is what missionary is all about and this is what empowering heavenly people go back and get get grounded get start working on your foundation start yeah. working on the found the foundation the yeah. cornerstone the neglected excellent so uh, how many years have you been a priest now father father john Since elias 2006 fantastic well um 5th of august afternoon evening and and from everything you've told us, I, I'm guessing it has been nothing but a wonderful experience for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's different in Australia. It's different because layback people. You don't. How do you promote to people that don't feel they need God? Yeah, and it's yeah. harder because when you're in a war-torn country, it's different. Yeah, you me, it's a, there's there's downs to it, but the the ups are more, they're much more because you can see how um, the fact that the dispersing, the leaving, migrating with yeah. this upbringing in a war-torn country uh, survival mode into a country that's laid back and trying to help, hey, you're, miss- you're going to miss the boat. Wake up. Look what's yeah. happening. Look now. Look what we're happening in real time now. So yeah. thing- things like that, the awakening, the awakening is that is a, yeah, because we took so things for granted. It's not funny. Yeah. Being a missionary, helping people now, don't take Stop taking things for granted. Yeah, You're here I mean, for a short time and no one knows. Some shorter than others. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, Father John Elias, Katie, thank you for your priesthood mm-hmm. and thank you for your time today and thank you very much for opening up um, about uh, some of your journey. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, uh, shout out there for Sharabin, Sharabin. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> for the opportunity and God bless with your mission. Thank and you. Of course, Borussia. Yeah, I'm All right. So, uh, yeah, I think you and I will have to get on another time in the future and uh, have, a, have another chat. There's a lot more to talk about. Uh, well, this has been another Perusia podcast. Thank you and God bless. Likewise. Welcome to the Perusia podcast, inviting expert guest speakers each week to discuss their own faith journey, as well as a different aspect of the Catholic faith, every Wednesday morning at 8am, live on The Voice of Charity.